Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. This podcast is to educate, inform you all about becoming unstoppable without hustling, without burning out. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my 90-day program, Chaos to Calm, designed to help you rewire and release your busy, anxious mind so you can avoid burnout and learn to thrive through Ayurveda practices and philosophies and will help you find balance and unlock your true potential. Enjoy today's episode. And welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. So today's guest, I'm so excited to welcome Colette Whelan, who's a self-worth warrior. Oh, that is so powerful. Welcome, Colette. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, Jen. It's an honor. Oh, absolutely. And for those who might be new to your world, can you just explain a little bit about what you do, just so people have a bit of that, you know, what does, you know, self-worth warriors, what does that actually mean if people are sort of going, oh, that sounds really cool. Okay, so what we do at the Self-Worth Warriors, we are the inner pharmacy specialists. And I guess, Jen, we've been conditioned to go external from self, to feel better, to measure our worth, to, you know, for healing, for everything else. And what the inner pharmacy is, is actually coming back to self. So the breath, our belief systems, our fears, our trauma, and knowing that if we have created any sort of disease or we're doing anxiety, we're doing depression, etc., that it's our body speaking to us and we've called it in. So knowing that we already have the wisdom and the knowledge within us, if we create something in our life, we can also uncreate it. So the self-worth warriors, the inner pharmacy specialists are about bringing you back to self and accessing your inner pharmacy so that you can write your own daily prescription, not go external uh, to, you know, doctors and not saying that they don't have their place, but just knowing that you have the ability to heal yourself. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And you're so right. We have so been conditioned to look at that external validation Absolutely. We, we, we look, oh, you know, um, we get such a buzz, you know, and we were just talking moments literally ago about um, so many women have been conditioned to be the rescuers. Mm-hmm. They get such a boost of like, oh, someone's like, oh, you know, someone's thinking I'm important, but it, you're taking the power away because you're putting it to someone else. And often when we do that, we're actually we're almost compromising what's important to us or going without. We've been conditioned to believe that, oh, that person needs help with their cleaning. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'll go and help them. Yeah. No, you start with cleaning your own house first and maybe maybe pay for them to get a cleaner if that's so important for you. So that's really powerful what you do. And, you know, I'm interested to know from you, Colette, you know, how did this all come about? You know, what was your journey before sort of being a self-worth warrior? Um, so, Jen, just, yeah, quick rundown. <laughs> um, I've got a background in early childhood. And um, so that's been my passion working with children. I've also been a foster care mum. 
and I've also got a background in counselling. Um, and I kind of moved from that. I um, I founded a national company uh, for 14 years. We had five national colleges, um, you know, all around the childcare industry. And I found that I was just giving and giving and giving. It was my passion. It was my purpose to make a difference for our children and for the next generation. Unfortunately, it was under, you know, our government and they had a very big pull on how our money was, was made. Um, and they changed a lot of the funding. And, um, you know, for me, I sort of sat in that and I knew that there was so much more that, yes, I was changing the childcare industry, but there was just so much more for me. So, um, you know, I'd sort of had my counselling, had my early childhood, and then I kind of went more into the alternate therapy. So as I was going through that journey, I, at one stage, I had five colleges, I had a team of 20. I had 10 children, um, three were mine, the rest were fostered. I was living on five acres and I had 16 horses. And I still found myself sitting there saying, what else can I do? And as a result, I ended up with a heart condition. I had 10 surgeries, my heart stopped twice. And I realized that my body was speaking to me and it was saying, Colette, you need to stop giving and you need to give to yourself first. You need to fill your cup and stop giving and because, you know, often when we give and we rescue, we feel, well, if people need us, then they're not going to leave. So I guess I had some abandonment issues come up. You know, my dad sort of mum and dad separated when I was 13. And, you know, I sort of, you know, that that comes with you. And a lot of things that happen when we're children, we don't realize, but we carry those fears and belief systems with us. So, yeah, when, once that all happened, I decided, you know what, there is so much more for me. And I went more down the alternate therapy. So I became a master practitioner in hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and my most favorite of all is M-braining, which is multiple brain integration therapy. And it's all focused on the coherence of the head, the heart, the gut, the pelvis, and our ANS. So really tying all of that in, being in alignment, and then really sort of uh, listening to our body, listening to our purpose, um, and then being able to sort of move forward from there. And, um, you know, through the journey, I've sort of left the system, uh, pulled our three youngest out of school, we're homeschooling, we're almost fully self-sufficient, and just showing others how they can do the same. So yeah, we, we work with men, we work with women, we work a lot with couples and specifically with families because my passion is to change the next generation. So not just for the children, but also for our elderly because sadly 18 months ago, I lost my dad. Um, and of course, all of my abandonment issues came all the way back up and I, I really hit rock bottom and, and really connected with myself, moved out into a camper, left everything I knew on the Gold Coast. And um, we went out and we lived in the forest and just unpacked from everything that I thought I needed. And that actually allowed me to uh, come into self, to feel all the grief, to feel everything that I needed to feel. Because I'd also been carrying some grief when I lost my best friend at 18. And it just really allowed me to be with all of that. And from there, you know, I kind of left the Gold Coast, um, went traveling, continued traveling and just you know, I've, I've always been about community and found myself on 43 acres, um, never went back to the Gold Coast, uh, finalized everything else up there. And, and here we are, you know, doing um, workshops and retreats with 
you know, the younger generation, but also with the older generation, because a lot of them think that it's too late to change. They think that, you know, especially the women in, in us, our um, community out here, they think that, you know, once they sort of hit over 60, 70, it's too old to change. And, you know, we get to change in a split, a split second, you know, and yeah, that's what I'm passionate about. So it's a very big purpose. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wow. So powerful. But, and, and, and I can sort of resonate because I think a lot of women, they're doing something that they actually really enjoy, but they're burning out while doing it. And it sounds like you had sort of a moment where you enjoyed it, but you were giving to everyone else. And you even had such a big family, like, well, what else, what, how else can I give, you know, such a classic people pleaser, you know, like the tendency. Absolutely. You know? I was like a master of people pleasing. <laughs> like, I, got, I got a degree in doing that. And yeah. often we have to go, you know, it sounds like it, it caused, you know, not just, you know, the, the worth, but it really affected your health as well. And that's where you've, you know, found these different healing modalities that really supported you mm-hmm. to find self. And that's, it sounds like, because you're mentioning we, because I know that you also work with your husband. Yes. So it was it, was he doing it? Was he in this, the same business as you before you both embarked on this healing journey? So he was also um, in the people industry. So he was a plumber. <laughs> um, and, you know, and it's not just ourselves, that also the children um, facilitate in our um, workshops as well. So when I say we, it's, it's actually um, myself and Andrew and our three youngest children. Um, and yeah, we've got um, Mia, who is almost 12. We've got Luke, who's 14. And we've got Claudia Rose, we call her Rose. She's uh, 15. And she's also on a massive journey. She co-facilitates. She's actually doing her embraining um, this year when we we also run trainings with Dr. Suzanne Henwood, who delivers um the embraining cert and master coach. So yeah, it's, um, you know, just surrounding yourself with like-minded people who have also been on that journey of people pleasing and now realize that there is so much more that we can do for self. And in doing that, everything else just falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. I love how your family is all on board too. And, you know, how powerful that they're able to create you know, you're providing this amazing environment for your children and then they're feeling inspired to actually want to do that too. You know, that is so powerful, you know, because we don't always realise the impact that we have on our kids. We're like, are they they tuning in? Are they sort of listening? And then sometimes they really surprise you and you go, oh, wow, okay. And this is the sort of work where it's so important because the more that we heal ourselves, And sometimes we have um, myths about doing the inner healing. If I do the inner healing, then someone else is going to miss out. If I do the inner healing, you know, what does that mean for my family? Like for someone who might be sort of, who's a highly successful entrepreneur, who's really driven, who is in the same sort of, maybe, you know, they were doing very, very well. What would you say to them who they might be having that particular mindset of, oh, well, I'm always going to help my parents and and my kids and maybe in that rescuing. What might be something that could 
you know, help with that belief that the shift, you know, keeping in mind we are on radio. Or something they might be able to, you know, be curious or question that particular belief system. I guess for me, being an only child as well, I always felt it was my duty to do for parents and then to do for my children. And you know, it's not in the doing because we're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. And we often forget that. So it was when I really transformed into from the doing to the being that I actually helped them more uh, because I was helping self, but in being the best version of me, they were drawn to being the best version of them. So there was no more doing and no more people pleasing. There was just me doing and being. Mm. So, you know, for me, it's about being the best version, connecting in with self, finding your worth, become your own self-worth warrior. Again, not expecting anyone else to save you and not trying to save others because we can't fix or save anybody else. Mm. Um, and, you know, none of us are broken, so we don't need fixing. It's about coming back to our own wisdom and focus on being the best version of self. And that then entrains all of those, especially when we're in that coherence, to be the best version of them, even without saying or doing anything. Mm. Yes, so true. I love that. I love how you say we are human beings, not human doers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, um, and, and it's all about the more that we heal ourselves and everything that comes into our reality, it's our responsibility to fix it from the perspective of healing self. Because sometimes we go, um, you, know, oh, if, you know, when we heal ourselves, people can feel it mm -hmm. because they you're modelling. So you doing everything that you're doing with your you know, you and your husband, your kids are seeing that and they feel inspired. So you're not, it's, it's really important for people to really understand that this is so powerful. And this is the whole point of why I'm doing what I'm doing and why Colette is doing what she's doing Absolutely. is if you, and this is what I sometimes say to people and it can sometimes trigger them, but sometimes we need a little bit of a trigger and a little bit of a shake up. People who, um, may be very big hearted and empathetic and are in that tendency of say rescuing or helping and serving people and I think serving is different because you're coming from a different Absolutely. you're coming from not accepting you know you're doing it with love mm -hmm. when we really can change that paradigm and really go well if I don't I'm actually really disempowering the next generation because how are they seeing how I, as a woman, am treating myself? And a lot of women are going, oh, well, what are you teaching your children, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, you know, I have two small boys and, and it's sort of like, well, no, I'm not going to do that for you. You, you. you do it. You do your washing. I mean, he's eight, you know, it's, it's slow, it's slow progress and lots of prompting at this particular that. age. <laughs> but, you know, the more that we really say coming back to ourselves and do that work, it's so empower. it's important because you're providing a legacy 
And if you like, because a lot of the time we're thinking of very superficial changes. Oh, well, you know, I might be able to change here. If you really truly want to create change, and there's so many things and quotes that probably do a far better job than what I'm about to say, but heal yourself first because people can feel it. And then you're not coming from this um, scarcity and lack. You're coming from this full abundance that, Absolutely. you know, it's so different. And I'm really interested to know from you, um, Colette, people who want to shift and go, oh, well, I'm noticing I'm really doing this particular behaviour. I'm really, you know what, I'm, I'm ready for a change. You know, what might be something that they could really go, oh, okay, what could be just one small empowering thing that they could do to come back to self, you know, and build their self-worth? What might so be like a little tip? Um, the best tip that I can share with anybody that's looking to come back to self is the safety reset breath. Mm. And I'm not sure, are you aware of what the safety reset breath is, Jen? I'm actually going to be doing a breath work full facilitator training in a couple of months but please tell me all about it okay so um yeah I do a lot of um Greg Braden and Dr Joe Dispenza's work and um so basically our body has a wisdom of when we're doing anxiety we are breathing into the chest so what the reset breath is is breathing into the stomach it's very quick um, and very easy to do, whether it be one, five, 10, sometimes I do it 20 times a day. So the reset breath is our body's way of telling our body and our autonomic nervous system that we are safe. Mm. So what it is, Jen, it's just putting the hand on the stomach and it's focusing on breathing into the belly. So belly breathing, because when we're born, we actually belly breathe. If you ever look at a child, they breathe nice and deeply into the belly because they are oxygenating their whole body. And we then move from that state because we're conditioned to do that by fears and, and society. And we shallow breathe because when we're doing anxiety, we're actually breathing into the chest. So the safety reset breath is simply just breathing in for five breaths in through the nose, nice deep breath in into the belly, and then breathing out for eight, a count of eight. And we only need to do that three times. So breathing in through the nose for five, breathing out for eight, and doing that three times through the belly and just sitting with the breath. And that is enough to tell our body that we are safe. And in doing that, it is not possible to do anxiety. And I think a lot of people don't realize that anxiety is something we do, not something we have. And depression is something we do, not something we have. And when I ask so many of my clients, what is anxiety and what is depression? They often don't know. And so just to share, anxiety is trying to control something that may or may not happen in the future. And depression is living in the past, in our past stories. So when we come into the breath and we focus on the breath, we are in the moment. And it is not possible to do anxiety or depression when we are in the moment. So mm. for those who do anxiety very well, and I know because I used to do it very well, just coming back to self, it's something you can even do when you're driving. 
and just doing that safety reset breath, telling yourself I am safe and just, yep, again, three breaths, uh, three times in for five, out for eight. And that's enough to tell your body and bring yourself to a nice coherent breathing state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think I've called it something different but it's just you know there's so many different styles of um, breath which people can also explore on youtube which they give a like a little guided yep. like um box breathing can be really helpful sometimes but you know there can be so more box of breathing is wonderful for anxiety for in mm. the moment but the safety reset is for anything you're doing you know, yeah. even before you go into a meeting, if the children are fighting, if you're speaking to a partner, you know, whatever it is going into work and just bringing yourself back. Because when we are in coherence, we are actually in training everybody around us, our partners, our children, our work colleagues and our community. So learning that coherent breathing is just so powerful. It's mm. life changing. Yeah. The power of breath. It's something that we all do. You know, it's such a, a thing that we don't even realize, oh, you know, and sometimes when we're super anxious, it's like, but you're already, you're already doing something. It's such a powerful thing. And thank you so much for sharing that, you know, wisdom of, you know, coming back to the body. If we're noticing that we are more in a anxious state of mind and we're getting those sensations in our body you know, doing this breath and, and mm -hmm. saying, I'm safe, it's okay. And Absolutely. yeah, that's really, really powerful. So okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with the audience. <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. So yeah, I've really enjoyed talking to you today, um, Colette, and, you know, hearing about your story about, you know, becoming unstoppable and, you know, everything that you and your family are doing is really creating such a positive ripple effect you know it's just so um inspiring and really wonderful about what you're doing not just for yourself and your family for your clients but it's for the community and people are watching that and feeling like oh well that looks pretty cool I feel inspired now so and people need to and you know coming back to the breath when we're feeling a little bit you know we're, we're feeling and we're experiencing what we define in the West as, you know, anxiety. And so, yeah, it's been super, super good talking to you today. For those who might want to know a little bit more about how they can continue following you, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, so we are on Facebook, the Self-Worth Warriors. Um, also, selfworthwarriors.com is our website. Um, so, yeah, they, they can jump on there. Um, and, yeah, that's sort of the best way to connect with us. We're creating a beautiful space out here. We've got a love weekend, a self-love weekend coming up in February. Um, again, people associate Valentine's with love and partners. But yeah, this is, um, you know, a self-love weekend where people can come and focus on self. They can bring a partner with them. But yeah, just teaching them the skills of living by values instead of life's rules. So we're super excited. <laughs> oh, that sounds so fun. So fun indeed. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on the Becoming Unstoppable podcast. And it's been an absolute treasure talking to you today. Thank you so much, Jen. It's such an honor to be here and I look forward to connecting again. Yeah, you too.